Hi everyone, Amanda here, and this is Planned, Prepped, and Productive, the podcast where I'm helping you save time and energy in the kitchen through meal planning and meal prep. This is episode seven, productivity tips to help you make your meal plan a success. Hey everyone, I'm excited to be back with you. I just want to jump right in and ask how many times have you decided that it's time to make a change uh, to stop eating convenience foods and fast foods as often and start putting homemade meals on the table. Maybe the problem is that you think that you're bad at planning. So instead of making a meal plan, you purchase one or you sign up for one of those meal planning apps or even sign up for an email freebie from your favorite blogger to save yourself some precious time with meal planning. Then how many times have you, then how many times do you take out that cute little meal plan that you've bought or pull open the app, head to the grocery store, purchase everything on your list and get excited to begin? And then how many times have you only made one or two of the meals on that meal plan despite having every single ingredient that you need? Maybe you get through one week, but then you never do it again. I hope you're nodding your head right along with me, and I have totally been there on this, so no guilt or shame. We have all been there. Um, But I really want to dig into why this is. Um, And there's a lot of different factors playing into this, but I really want to get into two different factors and productivity tips that will take your meal plan from that planning phase into the execution phase, which is what we all want, right? So the first thing I wanna talk about is your schedule. So this is one thing that I see so many people not considering when they're planning their menu. Um, And if you've been following along since I started or even taken my mini course, if you're interested in that, there's a link to sign up in the show notes. Anyway, if you have been listening for a while, you know that I am a stickler for schedules. Let's take that blogger that wrote up that free meal plan that you downloaded last week that looked delicious, but they didn't know that you had four doctor's appointments and soccer practice on Wednesday when she planned that five cheese lasagna that takes an hour of prep before you even get it in the oven. Maybe some of you are making your own meal plans, but maybe you plan salmon and veggies for Friday and then your husband rolls his eyes thinking, what about pizza night? So many times a twist in your schedule or not having a schedule at all is enough to completely derail a week's worth of dinner plans. It's happened to me more times than I care to admit. If this has happened to you before, you might be feeling discouraged and you might be thinking that cooking at home just isn't for you or that maybe you can be a Sunday dinner only type of family and the other nights everyone can fend for themselves. Uh, But the truth is that you really are inches from success with meal planning if you have done any of these things and you just skipped this crucial step of planning your personal schedule before you planned your menu. My weekly planning session is crucial to success, not only in my meal plan, but in all aspects of my life. It will take time to make this a habit, but once it is, you will wonder how you ever accomplished anything without it. Taking the thought process out of what am I going to do next throughout the week makes you instantly more productive. At any given point in time, I personally have a prioritized list of tasks to do depending on how I'm feeling and what else is going on in the moment. So I'm asking myself questions like, am I with the kids? Am I tired? Am I at the computer? No matter what I'm feeling at the time, I have tasks that can match that feeling. So if I'm tired, I may be more likely to turn on Netflix and fold the laundry, but there's still something productive that I can do. And planning is really the only way that I can accomplish that. Only after you have a detailed plan for your week, should you even consider planning your menu. 
At that point, you'll know how much time you're working with and you will know what days you will likely be particularly stressed out or tired based on what else is going on that day. Is there a day that you're going to be home for all of two minutes? That's totally fine. Just have a contingency plan. Um, don't plan that five cheese lasagna. Know that it's going to be crazy before it happens and plan something that's crazy proof. Maybe that's grilled cheese, maybe it's pancakes. It doesn't matter as long as you can put it on the table. And just a little note, your kids' favorite meals are usually going to be the ones that you feel like you put the least amount of effort in. We had grilled cheese and tomato soup last night and my kids ate every bite and they are not big eaters, so that's a big deal. Um, another idea on those crazy days is that you can maybe wake up 15 minutes early and throw something in the crock pot to be ready when you get home. The point is you have to plan it. You have to know that that day is going to be crazy in order to make a meal that's crazy proof, like I said. Um, so let's go back to that example with your husband and pizza night. How do you get around that with your meal plan? Plan it. Your family's routines and traditions are important. And even if you're trying to make a change for whatever reason to be healthier, to, um, spend less money on takeout. You're not going to change overnight. So plan those fun family days into your menu and maybe do something super fun and make personal homemade pizzas for pizza night uh, if you're trying to save money or to do something a little bit healthier. But keep those routines and traditions in mind and you'll have a happier family home and it's okay to not do everything at once. So maybe eventually you'll be able to shift the kinds of meals you're making too. But when you first start meal planning, I strongly suggest sticking to what you know. Creating a habit of meal planning and meal prepping is enough of a change. So if you're trying to change what you're eating and how you're preparing food all at the same time, that's just kind of a recipe for disaster. And I absolutely want your guys' success. So planning your life before you plan your menu should drastically improve your chances at meal plan success. But there's still another problem that I want to talk about. But what about the days that are unexpectedly crazy? We all have them, right? The days when there's nothing on our schedules, but your car breaks down on the way home from work, your best friend has an emergency and needs you to watch her kids for a few hours, and your toddler daughter finds the Vaseline that you swore was locked in a cupboard and is now a greasy, slimy mess. I swear I'm not saying any of this from experience. Uh, but these are the days that still tend to get me. The days when I have literally nothing left in my cup and no energy to do a thing in the kitchen. Well, you can schedule for those days too, sort of. That's when I get to my second productivity tip, create an emergency fund. My husband is a recent dental school graduate, and as such, we've just barely started getting a regular income, and we spend a lot of time talking about how it should all be divvied up and, you know, how we're ever going to pay off our student loan debt. <laughs> One thing that we've talked about a lot is our emergency fund. Most financial planners agree that an emergency fund is one of the very first goals you should set to achieve when you start earning a regular income. So what is an emergency fund? Most of you are probably familiar with this, but it's usually defined as three to six months of income to be used if something dire like a loss of job happens to help cover you while you get your feet back on the ground. So how should you go about creating this food emergency fund? I suggest building up your food emergency fund the same way you would build up your financial emergency fund by setting aside food specifically for emergencies that won't be used up at another time. The simplest way I have found to do this is to add one extra meal to your grocery list each week preferably by just doubling a meal that you already have on your meal plan. In order to be even more successful, I suggest you try to fill your food emergency fund with foods that fit into three different categories. The categories are as follows. Number one, meals that you can make when you feel like you have no time. 
Number two, meals that you can make when you feel like you have no energy. And number three, meals you can make when you feel like you have no ingredients. To make this easier, I have created a little cheat sheet that you can download in the show notes at callmebetty.com slash two productivity tips for meal plan success. I suggest laminating this sheet, putting it up on the fridge, and getting a dry erase marker so that you can keep track of what items are in your emergency fund at all times. The reason I suggest splitting your meals into categories is because different emergencies call for different tools. While a frozen lasagna can be your saving grace on the days when you are at home and your to-do list is a mile long, or when your kids are sick and need your attention so you can't get into the kitchen to cook, but it's not so helpful when you get home from work at five and have to be out the door again by six for that birthday party that your kid didn't tell you about until that day. If you're unsure what meal should go into what category, here are some ideas. There is some overlap, but it will be so much more helpful for you to be able to ask yourself what type of emergency you are having and know exactly what secret weapons you have in your arsenal to use to make dinner happen. For fast and easy meals that you can make when you have no time, turn to things like breakfast for dinner, vegetarian pastas, and sandwiches. For meals that you can make when you have no energy, try turning to freezer meals. Freezer meals are the most hands-off kind of cooking there is, though they might take time to cook because they're, you know, frozen. (laughs) For meals you can make when you feel like you have no ingredients, turn to pantry staples. Meals like taco soup come together from like seven cans, Some spices, add ground beef if you have it, but if not, it's still a great vegetarian meal. Uh, I also tend to always have the ingredients for potato soup, breakfast burritos, or quesadillas made with whatever leftovers you have floating around. Some of the other meals are great for this category as well, as fast and easy meals tend to have a lot of pantry ingredients, and obviously if you have a freezer meal made when you have no other ingredients, that can be your saving grace for sure. So when should you use your emergency fund? Here's where I'm going to get a little bit strict with you, but I'm doing it out of love, I promise. A financial emergency fund only works when the money is set aside in a place where you can't touch it. Your food emergency fund should work in exactly the same way. So you shouldn't be dipping into it for soccer night. Why? Well, that would be like using your financial emergency fund to pay for your car registration. But car registration isn't really a surprise, right? You know it's going to happen every single year at the same time even though it only happens once a year. So in an ideal world, you will have saved for that expense in a place other than your emergency fund. So going back to food, even though soccer night only happens once a week, you know it's going to happen every single week. So it's not really an emergency. It's something you should plan for. This is where that weekly planning session comes in again. Because you know it's going to be crazy, you can put something in the crock pot that morning that will be ready at dinner time, or you can prepare extra food on Monday and freeze it for use on soccer night, or you can plan French toast because it's the kid's favorite and you can put it on the table in 10 minutes. There are lots of options when you plan for it. So when should you use your emergency fund? Your emergency fund is for those days that we talked about earlier that you just really can't predict that things are going to go totally haywire. They're for the days that You would otherwise be grabbing a pizza or texting your husband to pick up Wendy's on the way home. This is the perfect time to use up that emergency fund. So let's recap. If you want to put homemade meals on the table more often and start actually preparing the meals that you meal plan, the two biggest keys to success are to first, schedule a weekly planning session and plan your life before your menu, not the other way around. The second tip is to create an emergency stash of foolproof meals for the days that you just can't kitchen. 
I hope this episode has inspired you to try adjusting your planning and see how much stress you can relieve in your own kitchen. Next week, we're talking about a huge dinnertime problem called decision fatigue. This episode will give you tangible tools to help you overcome the overwhelm caused by the never-ending what's for dinner question and problem. I can't wait and I hope you tune in. Until next time, happy cooking and happy planning.